Good morning, everyone, and welcome to an edition of ARC Splash. I'm Heather Evans, and I am very happy to be here with Kara Bennett from the ARC Oneida Lewis. She is our Director of Community and Family Services. Welcome, Kara. Hey. Good to see you, Heather. Nice to see you, too. You came and spoke with us briefly about the broad overview of Community and Family Services uh, recently, and it was very interesting to me. There's so many different programs at the Arco Nida Lewis that we offer that many of the people in the community might not be aware of. And what I'm particularly interested in is those services that cater more to our younger adults and children. Can you talk a little bit about some of those programs, please? Absolutely. So we have a unique situation where we, probably the only program in the agency that serves children. So that's our children's hourly respite program. So that's our Saturday Friends, which starts at five years old, goes to about 10. Saturday Friends in the afternoon, which is for 11 to 14 year olds. And then we have Teen Time, which is up to, we go all the way up to 21 until you graduate from high school. So those are all respite programs that run on the weekend. And they run at our Marcy site um, at Riverside. So we have two rooms um, that cater to those programs. We have a a friend center, kind of looks like a little classroom. Um, We have books and all kinds of toys. And then we have a sensory room um, with building blocks and a swing. And then of course we have a a great playground, which um, with two big swings and a a sensory playground that, you know, it's just state of the art. It's, It's great stuff out there. That's awesome. And thank goodness the snow has finally melted. So hopefully the kids can take advantage of the playground soon. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the range or description of children who come and leverage these programs, because there might be parents listening who are wondering, is this a good fit for my child and how would I find out? Absolutely. So we always start with a tour. Um, we have families come. We, we want you to bring your child. Come see the program. Come see what we do on a typical day. You know, we're not too structured. We have free time we play sometimes we'll read a story we we will do a craft we'll paint we always take a break for snack which is a quite a popular time (laughs) and then um, more free play um it's it's just a good time for kids to just relax and unwind you know it's respite we don't work on goals kids are so busy during the week they're so you know they have a lot of responsibility getting to school and homework or whatever the case may be you come to Saturday Friends and you just come and relax and you play and you have a good time so we ask those families to come check it out um glad to have you tour and um we think you would probably enjoy it and the kids always enjoy it I think the kids always look forward to it more than the parents do that's wonderful and you had mentioned when we talked another time about the ability to bring a sibling with the child and talk to me a little bit about that and share why that's important from an inclusivity standpoint. Absolutely. So we allow one sibling to come. Obviously, we don't bill for that sibling, but it, it lends to be um, a good support for that child, especially if they're shy or, or maybe not comfortable. You know, these kids are from all over Oneida County, so they might not know everyone. And having that sibling there, just to, even if they don't hang out the whole time, just to know, hey, my brother's in the other room, or you're having a tough time, let's go say hi to our brother, let's go see what's going on in there. And that can really um, either bring personalities out, or, you know, just have people be more comfortable at program. 
I can imagine as a parent, uh, you want your child to be able to feel comfortable in their own skin. And part of that is being able to feel comfortable in social settings. And that is a universal feeling regardless of what abilities your child may have um, and what diagnoses your child may have. You want them to be able to find a peer group and be able to exchange ideas and just feel that support of other individuals around them. So I think that's a wonderful program that the ARC offers. And I'm also excited to be able to share that on this podcast, because I think that many people think of the ARC and think of, you know, the the older population that we take care of, but we really are an agency that can take care of people from birth to the latest stages of life. Absolutely. And, you know, we always talk about respite, you know, you don't work on goals, but there's a lot of things that we work on there that, you know, we don't have to document on and that's socialization positive play um sharing just communicating with your peers and 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 playing a game and and taking turns there's a lot of things that we work on that we don't even you know think about that you're learning and the kids are having a good time doing it I think that's wonderful. Those soft skills that uh, kind of go along that saying of everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. Those are the important interpersonal skills that really set people up for success no matter what their path ends up taking. Um, now, shifting gears a little bit, you mentioned teen time, and that sounds like a lot of fun, and I bet that's a great group to hang out with. Can you tell me a little bit more about teen time? The teens are a fun group, so they meet on Friday nights, every other Friday night, but it just as it says, you know, that's a that's a typical teen group. They like their devices, but they come and they hang out and they even hang out outside a program. Um, I think with people being so connected, they text each other. And so they'll get together on the weekend and have a barbecue. And I just think that's great that they've made these like lasting connections. I love that. They they establish those friendships and the gr- the groundwork for these friendships, and then they carry it through on their own time. Absolutely. And and obviously, you know, the goal is, you know, once you're through teen time, we can move them to an adult group. And, you know, some of those kids are ready. So we're hoping to get make some progress there and get some of those um, those teens out into some adult programming out in the community. We're we're well connected over there. We got a switch. We got a great TV. They 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 just come and hang out like it's a big living room. So they're having a great time. That's so cute. And do you guys um coordinate any sort of games or do they have the ability to play kind of more traditional do more traditional things and unplug sometimes oh absolutely well and there's a group they they like to bring their own um game i don't even i don't even know what it is Uh, (laughs) some some um like a battle top game i don't know but they they love that and it just kind of is like a social hub like so the if they're playing it and then everyone kind of gathers around and cheers each other on and they're just having a good time. We have tons of board games. You know, we've been known to play hockey in the hallway. Um, Uh Oh, sounds like a wild place. (laughs) Yeah, we can, we can have a good time, but you know, uh, it's safe. We're always safe. Uh, We do basketball outside. Um, We have all kinds of puzzles and we'll play card games and you know, we're just, they're just hanging out and just being teens. If you guys weren't there, um, I can imagine that that would be a big blow uh, to the kids. How did they handle things during COVID, and how did you guys try to remain connected? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Um, We were closed, I think, for a good six months, but when we were reopening, families were thrilled and people were happy. You know, we're still wearing masks, but, you know, 
these kids are great. They've had to wear masks at school. That it hasn't been a problem, and they just know what they need to do to be safe. So, um, they're glad programming is back. We're each each week we do we get to do a little bit more. More kids come back, so we're we're just happy we're we're back and running, and we can still help families as much as we can. Now you don't run this show all by yourself, right, Kara? Absolutely not. There's a great <laughs> staff. Um, Shannon Prue has taken over our children's program. She's doing a great job. We have a great team of per diem staff, um, people that have been with the agency for years. Um, so, you know, we're really lucky. We have great staff here and they know the kids and, you know, the kids look forward to seeing them as well. I think there's definitely something to be said for that continuity of staff and knowing that they have these, you know, grown up kind of friends that are their support staff that will help, uh, help them, you know, lean on them, um, support them as they're learning some of these important soft skills. And those skills are learned from a young age all the way up into those teen years. Can you tell me, um, just for the listeners, you said teen time is every other Friday. Is there a calendar online with times and location? Yes, our calendars are all online. So basically, depending on what age group you're you're in, you, you come every other week. So the, the older kids come on the same weekend, Friday, or the teens, and then Saturday, um, Saturday afternoon group is on that following Saturday. And then the little guys, I don't want to call them the little guys, but <laughs> the five to 10 year olds, they're, they have their own weekend um, from nine to noon. Okay, great. So if people are going to look for more information on the children's services and the teen services that we offer, because maybe they're big kids, that's not quite fair to call them uh, children, I guess. They're the big kids, the teens, um, is the best option to go to the website. I would say check out the website. Our contact information is there. Have your care manager reach out. Parents can reach out, and we can we get the ball rolling. That's wonderful. So what I will do is put um, your contact information on the show notes as well as the website for people to access. And then they can not feel intimidated by going ahead and giving you a call or sending you an email and just opening that conversation and trying to find out, is this the right spot? for my child, bring them on a tour and see where it gets them. Absolutely. You know, let's, it all starts with a conversation. So uh, give us a call or shoot me an email and we can, we can start some, setting some tours up. I'm sure you have so many wonderful stories about children who have uh, made major progress in terms of their soft skills. And those are great examples to be able to share with parents when you talk with them one-on-one about some of their expectations and how the program might benefit their kids. So thank you so much, Kara. Well, thanks for having me.